This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're rotating our way into episode number 42. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and I am here with this week's Birth, Baby, and Life podcast. We're going to talk about what your baby experiences during birth. Last week, we talked about what baby experiences during pregnancy, and this week, we're actually going to talk about labor and birth. And I think that you're going to be really amazed by what you learn, because we may think that, oh, the baby feels a lot of squeezing and stuff, which is true, but there's really a whole lot going on beyond that. I'll get into that in just a minute. First, I want to share with you something that I think is really exciting and a concept that I think is thought-provoking and also exciting. So first, I want to share with you that you have an opportunity to get my childbirth class, the full class, Mama Baby Birthing, completely free. And it's only going to be that opportunity for just a few more days. The way that you can make this happen is by sharing the opportunity with your friends. There's something really cool coming up, and it's the Ultimate Healthy Living Bundle 2014 edition. I was part of the 2013 edition and thought that that bundle was fabulous, but this bundle is even better, and it's not just because Mama Baby Birthing is in it. And my baby food guide, First Bites and Beyond, is also in it. And that's that's not the only reason that I think that it's fabulous. It's just... It's packed full of books for every mom. I'm talking for you with little ones today or when you're expecting your first little one. I'm talking about your mom. I'm talking about your best friend. There is just something in there for everyone. Now, I'm not allowed to say what what there is in the bundle yet. I can't tell you what books are in it. I can't tell you what courses are in it. And I can't tell you about the really cool bonus offers, which I've already gotten several of because authors got the chance to order their bonuses early. And so most of mine have come in the mail and I'm super excited about that. But I can't tell you what everything is yet, except I can tell you that my stuff is in it. And I can tell you that mama baby birthing classes are featured as part of the bundle. So even if you don't get it free, you still get it for the awesome bundle price, which is like $29.95 or something like that. And that includes entry to Mama Baby Birthing. But, uh, but this week, if you refer friends, you can get the entire bundle for free. Now, how do you do that? You need to go to my bundle banner which you can find, just go to naturalbirthandbabycare.com and actually right now there's a little green bar that pops up at the top of your screen or I guess it kind of pops down and it says would you like to get mama baby birthing free click here and if you click there then that'll take you to the referral link but if you if you look on the home page there's also a banner ad on the home page of naturalbirthandbabycare.com for the ultimate healthy lemming bundle coming soon. You can click that and you put your email address in there and it gives you your custom link to refer friends. Now if you refer one friend, and this is if you refer a friend, just share it with her. She doesn't have to buy, you don't have to buy because there's nothing to buy yet. It's not even for sale yet. So if, if you share with her, 
you get five dollars off the healthy living bundle and and if she joins and then if you get five friends who sign up to refer their friends then you get the a 12-week healthy living audio course and we've done the recordings for that and I was part of the pregnancy and birth recording so of course I like that one but there are all kinds of other awesome ones too like on natural health uh, maintaining energy and beating fatigue as a mom there's some on gardening I think some on food preparation they just cover all kinds of things um and so you get that free if five friends sign up to refer their friends and then if 10 friends sign up to refer their friends you get a free copy of the bundle which includes mama baby birthing so you get free access to my online eight-week course it's exactly the same as if you paid for it so you get the weekly Q&A live with me you get to email me any questions you have and I'm there for you I'm supporting you plus you get all the class materials so I think it's a really fabulous deal and I'm super excited this year that they've even given moms and moms to be the opportunity to get the bundle free um but yeah, and then even if you don't, you can get $5 off or you get it for the bundle price. And I'll be able to tell you more next week in next week's podcast. But I'm really excited about that. I'm also excited because the theme of this month or this year's bundle is my new normal. And what we're hoping is that the bundle organizers have put together a collection of books and courses and bonuses that can really change lives. I mean, so there's my class, which can totally change the outcome of birth for a mom and her baby. And there's courses in natural healing. There's courses in food and nutrition. There's courses in, um, in like I said, energy, fatigue issues, things that can really be life-changing for a woman. So what we're hoping is that by following through and using these materials, you'll create a new normal for yourself. And I was thinking, how does my new normal, how is that relevant to you, my listeners? And I was thinking, what if pregnancy was a celebration and the mother baby was really honored? So when I say mother baby, you can tell from the title of my childbirth class, Mama Baby Birthing. If you look at it, mama and baby are together. So the mama baby, and I use that because I like I'm mama. That's what my kids call me. And so I like mama. But midwives often say the mother baby. And that's mother and baby put together. And the reality is, is that what is good for you is good for baby. And if you listen to last week's podcast, I really went into this a lot when I talked about what your baby experiences during pregnancy. And I'm going to talk about it some today too. And what if it were normal to honor the mother baby? What if it were normal to honor the fact that you and your baby are on this journey together and that this is something sacred that you as a woman are doing, that you as a woman are accomplishing, and as a mother, as an up-and-coming mother, but I really, I think you're a mother right from the get-go. It's just, I mean... It's an amazing experience and our culture kind of, everybody gets excited about the baby and you have the baby shower and everybody's super excited about the baby, but what if celebrating the journey and what if celebrating the connection between mother and child was part of our normal? And I think that last week's podcast and this week's podcast and also next week's podcast really zoom in on that and just really make a powerful case for why the mother baby should be honored and why looking at you two people as people who have an incredible bond of love and 
it's even a physical bond, really, and that physical bond cre- continues throughout infancy and even into early childhood as you breastfeed your baby and as you comfort your baby and as you cuddle your baby. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible thing, and it should be honored. And I love all of the preparation that goes with preparing for a baby. I mean, buying the stuff and doing the decorating and and all that preparation that's pretty traditional and pretty normal and pretty celebrated in our cultures. But I also think that honoring the journey and honoring just the place that the mother and baby at are together and what they're doing together and their beautiful bond is important. And I would like to see that become a new normal. And I really think that mama baby birthing being part of the bundle helps mamas take the step towards making that their new normal, towards honoring that within themselves, honoring that power, honoring that bond, honoring that love connection that they have with their babies. So I just challenge you to think about that this week, is if pregnancy were a celebration, not just because you're going to get a cute baby and get to have a wonderful baby shower and everybody's going to, you know, giggle over that, But what if it was really honored because you're a woman becoming a mother going through this journey with this new little soul coming into the world and everything that that might mean for you. Just what if it were honored on another level because truly it is a wonderful, remarkable, awesome time on another level besides just the material, so to speak. So think about that. I'm going to go ahead and bounce right into what baby's feeling during birth now. I said earlier that your baby feels a lot of pushing pressure because they feel the uterine contractions, and that's very true. I don't want to minimize that, but I also don't want to stop at that, and I think that we usually do stop at that, so you might read that baby's going to feel a lot of pressure, and I don't want you to feel scared by that. In reality, your baby has felt this throughout pregnancy, even if you don't realize that you're having contractions They're called Braxton Hicks contractions officially. Some people call them practice contractions. I don't like that because I think that they're very real. They really do something. So it's not like they're just pointless. But then again, practice can be doing something too. So these contractions, your baby feels them throughout pregnancy. And they do get more intense, especially during labor and closer together and all of that. But your baby's used to the sensation. And if you think about the time back to when you were a little kid and you would get a bear hug from your dad or your uncle or maybe your big brother and they would just envelope you in their arms and squeeze and you felt safe and secure. And that I think I like to think of that as being what our baby feels like. And your baby feels that squeezing from the side. And then especially later on as birth is getting close, they feel the uterus begins to push down more on the baby so the pressure's coming from above because what's happened is the uterus the technical term is the fundus has thickened up that's actually what contractions are doing we think about it to open the cervix and yes the cervix does need to dilate but really what contractions are doing is they're pulling all of those muscle tissues from the uterus up to the top of the uterus where it then becomes a very powerful muscle pushing down We often think about pushing and especially coached pushing where the mom is pushing as if you're having a bowel movement. And many moms do that too. But if you've experienced that involuntary urge to push in a previous pregnancy, then 
<coughs> you understand that there's there's something else going on there and what you're feeling is your uterus that's really thickened up and pushing down and your baby feels that pressure on him or her. First, I'm going to talk about baby's actual journey down through the birth canal. There are a lot of variations of this journey because it depends on if baby's head down, the technical term for that is vertex, or if the baby is butt down, the technical term for bum down is breech. So that means the baby's head is up and a breech and a vertex baby have different, different experiences. Um, and then it also depends on the position that your baby begins labor in, as in what position is he or she facing. And that can really change things. There are things that can change things such as how far your baby's chin is tucked down towards his or her chest or how much the baby's looking up. Those things can all really impact the flow of birthing. What I'm going to walk you through today is a baby is beginning in an LOT position, um, which is left occipit transverse. That's what LOT stands for. What that means is that your baby's occipit, which is the back of his or her head, is facing your left side. And trans transverse means directly to the side. So... In other words, your baby's, the back of your baby's head and your baby's back are directly against your left side. So it's as if your baby is looking off to your right. Uh, and then other common positions, LOA is left occipit anterior. That means your baby's angled slightly towards the front. And then there's left occipit posterior, which means your baby's angled slightly towards the back. And then there's also the uh, ROA, ROT, those are all right. So if your baby's on the right. So those are all possible variations. Most babies begin in LOT or they rotate there through the course of labor. So I'm going to walk you through a baby beginning in LOT and then with what happens to your baby. And your baby doesn't just passively sit there in the womb kind of waiting to get forcefully ejected. That is not what happens to your baby. And I actually think that's one of the coolest things to look at because it helps you realize that birth is really about working with your baby. And the first time I, I guess I came in contact with this concept really stated that clearly is with the pink kit. And I can link to that. I still recommend that all of my students go through it just because... It's, it teaches birth skills that are very unique. It's very different from a childbirth class, but it's more like a, an almost necessary supplement. But the pink kit really encourages you to think about working with your baby. And the fact of the matter is, is your baby is going through movements or a pattern or a sequence in the womb and as your body is laboring or you're going through your birthing time, however you want to think about it, your goal is to work with your baby to help his or her efforts to be born. You are truly a team and it's really cool. Now, these are usually called the mechanisms of labor, the mechanisms of birth, uh, the cardinal movements of birth. And there are different cardinal movements, like I said, depending on your baby's position, but they are in a pattern and in a sequence. Breech babies, that means babies whose bums are down and heads are up, they also have their own sequence that they go through. It's just really neat. And we're going to go through the sequence that most babies take because about 
90 plus percent of babies are vertex or head down at term and most of them will turn to the LOT position during birthing even if they're not there and that can make that can make labor last a few more hours and be a little more uncomfortable but it's not insurmountable and most babies really want to be in this position so we'll go with that so your baby is facing your right side baby's back is to your back and baby's head is down your baby's head is tucked into his or her chest very well tucked and when you picture your baby in your womb at the end of pregnancy as you're picturing baby getting ready for birth you may want to picture baby in that position just curled up with the chin tucked down into the chest with his or her back either to your left side or slightly angled to your front I've always liked to visualize my babies in that way and I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to go through these steps and I'm ref referencing Holistic Mid Midwifery Volume 2 by Anne Fry because she has just a really nice pictorial representation of this step-by-step -step on page 86 that I can easily reference. This is edition 1. I think she's just come out with edition 2. So in edition 1, it's on page 86. And then the preceding and following pages really detail out in text what happens but the if you're interested in looking at pictures the pictures on page 86 are really awesome so baby starts in this position where he or she is facing your right and then your baby's head actually starts to turn so your baby starts to turn his or her body so that your baby is facing directly back your baby's looking at your spine the baby's head is still pretty well tucked into the chest and the spine becomes even more flexed and baby's even more compact and after the baby's head turns your baby's shoulders and body begin to turn and as this is happening this position really allows your baby's head to move down into the pelvic area into the space in your pelvis and start negotiating your pelvis from this position your baby moves down and through all of this you're really helping your baby at this point the cervix is pretty open so this is baby's actually moving down through the cervix and into the birth canal which is the, va the, the vagina vaginal barrel and baby's coming down coming down at this point your baby is usually facing your back again there are always variations but this is the typical path that most babies take the pattern that most of them follow so your baby's head comes down through your pelvis and your baby's crowning. Crowning traditionally, that term was coined, and no pun intended, but it was coined when a crown was the standard coin used, the, the British currency of a crown, and when they could see that that amount of the baby's head, the same size as a crown coin, that was crowning. Today, crowning usually means that you're seeing as much of your baby's head as you would see if there if there was a crown on and that's the definition that Fry uses in her book too so when your baby is just beginning to crown and then be born and you're starting to see the ears the baby's body begins to rotate again so if you watch a video and I'm gonna talk about a video in a little while but if you watch a video you can actually see the head begin to turn once the head is born but 
the baby's shoulders have actually begun to turn a little bit before that. So as the baby's head is crowning and being born, the shoulders are starting to turn back towards the right. So at this point, so that they're facing the right, the baby's back towards the left. So at this point, your baby's head and his or her shoulders, both of which are the areas that have the widest, widest diameter of the baby, have navigated down through the pelvis and they begin to turn back. And it's called restitution is the technical term for that. And so the baby's, when the baby's head is crowned and the shoulders are turned, you can actually see the baby's head turned. So the baby is born with him or her looking back towards your spine, towards the floor, depending on what position you're in. If you're kneeling, then towards, you know, towards behind you. And then your baby's head actually turns. And you probably won't notice this at this point, but if you have a mirror down there, you may. But you're also working pretty hard at this point. But your baby's head turns towards the side so that your baby is looking at your right thigh. And your baby's body has moved at that point too. And your baby's chest and shoulders finish their rotation at this point now that the head has completely rotated to the side. And they come to the side. And then your baby's body is born typically one shoulder at a time. Sometimes this requires a second push and waiting for this restitution to happen, you have to wait another contraction. Some babies' heads are born and then the rest of their body just shoots out along with them. Some babies you have to wait for a second contraction. I've experienced both. So again, your baby has totally turned a couple of times in the process of birth and then as the shoulders are born, the posterior shoulder is usually born first. That means the one closest to your spine and then the anterior shoulder is born. And once the shoulders are born, generally the rest of the baby just comes on out because they're, all those parts down there are, are much thinner and easier to come out. So your baby will just slide on out. But as you can tell throughout this entire process, your baby is actively working and he or she is actively moving. And it's just incredible. And your baby is doing all these turns while inside of you. And you may not feel them, but it's what's going on. And oftentimes when there are stalls in labor or something else like that happens, what's going on is it's not stalled. You're just not seeing the person who's working. At that point, your baby is actually on the inside. And your baby is actually the one who's doing the work because he or she knows that my body needs to move into this position and I'm working on it. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, if your baby started off posterior or if your baby started off uh, ROA, which means that the baby's, the back of the baby's head is facing your right and slightly angled to the front, those babies and posterior babies, that means your baby is your baby's back is to your back. Those babies usually want to spin all the way around so that they're on the left. And that may cause labor to take longer. It may cause labor to be more uncomfortable. That's where back laboring often comes from. It may not. I've had, my babies have always tended to be posterior, and I've had a couple where I started labor posterior, and I never really experienced back labor. But I know that some moms really do. But often if you're feeling that, if you're feeling that back labor, it means that your baby's in there trying to turn around. And you may need to take a break from time to time and have counter pressure or something just to help relieve the pressure to help you get yourself collected to where you feel like you're confident and you're working with birthing. 
but in reality your baby is probably trying to turn and there may be other things that you can do that's where something like pink kit techniques are really helpful because those are skills that can specifically address those situations and there are other techniques like the rebozo technique if you've ever heard of that can be really useful when I was pregnant with Corwin, I had a girlfriend who was pregnant and due about two weeks before me, and her little boy was posterior during labor, and she labored for several hours, and she was kind of texting me throughout, and she texted me that she was going to have her husband try the rebozo technique, and she said that as soon as he did that, she could really feel her little boy turn, and just, he got, he got the space he needed to turn and to move and she said labor only lasted about two hours after that and she said she wished she'd had him do it a lot sooner there's a trick that the pink kit teaches that I can help you understand uh, just how much help you can give your baby even if it doesn't feel like you're giving help to your baby so what they recommend that you do is take your two fingers your thumb and and your pointer finger or any two fingers and pinch them together tightly and try and move them and it's hard right but if you loosen up the pressure just a little bit your fingers slide over each other don't you or don't they and that may be all the shifting around that your baby needs to be able to move inside of you so your baby is actively working during birthing your baby is actively turning your baby is actively working through birth your baby is not a passive participant in this process baby is totally active and that is the biggest thing to realize during birthing i'm gonna link in the show notes to a blog post from rachel reed it's called birth from the baby's perspective and it's just really interesting to watch. If you're really close to your baby's birthday and you know that you're sensitive to video, you may not want to watch the top two videos because they're just from a very medicalized birth. And I think the first one is older. I'm not sure if it's because it was for educational television or if it's just because it was older. The mom is totally draped, so there's just a little cutout where the baby's head is coming from in the cloth. Um... which I don't really think is standard procedure in most hospitals now. But still, what you see happen to the baby with the care provider's hands is very typical. Essentially what's going on is that the... It it was painful for me to watch. It was hard to watch. You see a few shots of the mom's face, and she's obviously in pain, but what's the most painful to watch is just them... The baby's head is slowly making its way out, And instead of just standing back and watching or letting the mom get into the position that she feels most comfortable in, she's in the lithotomy position, and you see the care provider just continuously pushing her tissues aside as the baby's head's coming out. And then essentially they're just kind of hauling the baby out, pulling on the baby's head once the baby's head is born. Now you do get to see the baby's body turn in this video that's what I spoke of earlier called restitution and this is the video I referenced they did wait and let restitution happen and the alarming trend going on these days is that they're not even letting restitution happen and and even it seems like some professionals have forgotten that restitution is normal and they worry perhaps about shoulder dystocia or something that the baby's not coming out when in reality the baby's body is just turning and it will slip out with the next contraction Um, but you'll usually you'll see people pulling on the baby's head or people pulling hooking hands under their armpits fingers under the baby's armpit and just pulling out and it's really it's really disturbing I'm 
Rachel opens the blog post by saying, picture this, that you're, you know, you're sitting in the postnatal ward and someone comes over and grabs your baby by the head and just dangles him or her up in the air. Would you be upset? Sure, you'd be upset. And that's essentially what happens at many, many medicalized births. The second video is from Baby Center and it's just showing typically what happens to your baby immediately after birth and it's just your baby's whisked away and put on a little warmer and and messed with not with you not letting the cord clamping be delayed it's just both of the videos are a little hard to watch but they're a good picture of what baby experiences in a typical medical birth and then the bottom video is from a mom who had a completely hands-off birth and it's much easier to watch and even if you decide to skip the top two then I'll recommend that you watch the bottom one because the mom is she's in the birth tub and she's just really free to position herself and you actually see her moving her body to work with her baby's movements and it's not ridiculous exaggerated movement but it's definitely there I mean she's definitely moving her hips and helping her baby be born and she's just she's obviously at peace with it and I've had babies where you know I hollered them out into the world and I've had babies where I was much quieter so I'm not saying anything about you have to be quiet but her peaceful birth is really an inspiration and you can just imagine that that baby's entrance into the world is much more respectful of both him or her and the mama of the mother baby that concept that I talked about earlier when I was challenging you to think about what a new normal could be so just think about that think about what I described a few minutes ago with the way that the body or the baby moves through your body for birthing and think about what it's like for your baby to go through that naturally and with you being able to help facilitate that with you responding to what you're feeling the pressure and the sensations that you're feeling and make no mistake the there's often instinctive movement usually spiraling of the hips is one that moms really feel instinctively and one of the things that I really focus on in my mama baby birthing course is giving you this information and giving you tools like using a birth ball or like leaning on a counter or when to use counter pressure or what to do if you need a break. Giving you those tools so that during your birthing time, you're free to, to do what comes instinctively. You have that knowledge. You've done the emotional work. That's important too. But then you, you can let go and really work with your body and your baby. That's something I really emphasize in mama baby birthing. And I think that it's really respectful of how you're working with your baby and how your baby is experiencing birth. Now, aside from these movements and things that your baby is going through, here are a few more things that, that you can consider that are part of baby's experience. So in the womb, your baby has lower oxygen than needs than your baby has outside the womb. That's why when a baby is born, his body, he or she has more blue, and you can actually watch as your baby's body pinks up. It's beautiful. And you'll see the little chest get really pink. And then following that, but usually not at the same time, the arms and the hands get really pink as oxygen just saturates the baby's body. Um, so your baby's passage through birth is a little bit lower oxygen level, and that's actually called hypoxic 
the birth passage is hypoxic, and that's a terminology used by the Resuscitation Council of the UK, and that's very normal. Once your baby is born, blood flows normally through the cord, and it pushes blood throughout your baby, especially into the lungs, and this is what causes your baby's lungs to inflate. At this point of birth, your baby's also experiencing a heart changeover, and in the baby's lungs, like I said a moment ago, there's the blood is flowing into the capillaries of the lungs. It pushes the fluid that was in the lungs out, and it causes uh, the alveoli to expand inside the baby's lungs. And then the heart changeover begins, and this is essentially cutting off the circulatory system, the fetal circulatory system, which is centered around the umbilical cord, to a closed system which is centered around the heart beating. And all of this is happening in the first moments of birth. So it's, it's a big thing. And all of the baby's senses are coming on board. In the womb, your baby senses a lot. In fact, we know that by about mid-pregnancy, all of baby's senses are online and functional in pregnancy. But your baby's been in the same quiet environment as we talked about on last week's podcast, the same sort of slow, slower environment, a slower pacing than what you're used to uh, is what our babies experience. And suddenly baby is out in the world at our pace and everything's coming on and the senses can just be be very overwhelmed. And researcher Nils Bergman has really looked into this a lot. Uh, and he's also the researcher who's done a lot of research on kangaroo care and just helping our babies to integrate all these senses and everything. At this point, there is still blood pulsing through the cord. So having a greater blood volume than baby does after birth or before birth is very normal. It's normal to have a greater blood volume, more bilirubin, more blood cells. All of that is normal. Doctors think that this is strange in the newborn because they don't understand normal newborn physiology. I mean... If our babies are born and this happens as a natural process of birth, it's meant to happen. Cord clamping and the loss of cord blood is an abnormality. In the course of human history, that just wasn't done. I mean, moms weren't down there chewing the cord up as soon as the baby came out. So your baby is expecting to get this blood volume. And as we know now, that blood contains like six months worth of iron stores. There are stem cells and things in that blood that are probably meant to go into the baby. And we can do a podcast episode on this on the cord banking debate at uh, or cord blood banking debate at another point. But let's just say that baby is expecting all of that cord blood and everything that it brings with it in his or her body. Okay, so again. All of this is happening, and it's not meant to be cut off. Baby's not meant to be dragged out or pulled out. Baby's not expecting the cord to be clamped right away. Your baby's not expecting to be whisked across a cool room, wrapped up in what probably feels very rough to them of a rough blanket, and especially not rubbed down vigorously. I mean, they rub the baby vigorously to try and stimulate breathing, but again baby going up into your arms is really what your baby's expecting or even taking a rest for a minute. Karen Strange talks about this in her in her newborn resuscitation class and her integrated newborn workshop which I took in um, 
probably about eight months ago now. But she talks about this, that often if there's a mother and a baby left completely undisturbed, you'll see that mom has the baby and either leaves the baby on the pad or on the bed just beneath her and looks down at the baby for just a minute. So mom catches her breath and the baby takes a minute. And if the baby is lower than mom, that cord blood is actually being assisted by gravity to come down into the baby. And the baby's taking the first breath or two, which are the breasts that are inflating the lungs, and then beginning to breathe normally, which are the breasts that are really getting circulation and everything going. And the mom will often then, after she's taken her breath and, and collected herself for a moment, she'll look down at the baby. And there's actually a sequence to how mothers tend to naturally touch their babies. And you, even if your baby was put up in your arms or if you had a water birth and brought your baby up into your arms, you will probably realize that you went through a really similar sequence too. So you touch the baby with just your fingertips, kind of tracing your fingertips over the baby, looking at the baby's hands, the baby's feet, and then touching more with the palm. So your baby's first feeling that light touch with your fingertips and then baby's experiencing what's called palmer touching where you're touching more with the whole palm and just looking. And then finally there's really the pulling baby to me and embracing embracing your baby. And that's where I'm going to stop because next week we're going to talk about what physiological birth means. So we're going to go back and revisit birth and we're also going to really get into the third stage, which is when the placenta is being born and you're doing this bonding with baby. And we're going to talk about what baby experiences there then because at that point the mother baby really comes first and foremost in a powerful way and a way that's designed particularly for yours and baby's well-being and we'll look at that next week but just think about it what your baby experiences from the get-go from those first hugs of contractions or rushes or birthing waves whatever you want to call them and then to feeling those uterine muscles pushing down and beginning that rotation or completing that rotation if your baby needed to get into an optimal position, moving down through the birth canal, doing more rotations, and then finally being born and experiencing everything that happens in those first moments after being born where the body is being flooded with with more oxygen and with more red blood cells and where a baby is experiencing outside senses for the first time and your touch for the first time and think about what it's like for the baby and again we'll talk about this more next week think about how different it is for your baby to experience that in kind of a hands-off way where everybody else is hands-off and you're allowed to labor and birth the way that your body's meant to and again I'm I'm hoping and praying for each listener to to feel open and free during your birthing time to feel protected and daddy if you're listening this is a time for you to be a papa bear and to be right there supporting your yes but also helping protect and shield her so she can do the work of birthing and I guess you're kind of running interference with the outside world and just just to really honor that to be able to feel what's going on with your baby and to be able to think my baby and I are in this together it's not quite the same as having a teammate who's right there looking at you when you're running a race or when you're rowing towards the finish or when you're you know when you're carrying the ball towards wherever it needs to go because at that time you can look in your teammates eyes but you do have a teammate in this and it's not just hubby though you're a great teammate too it's your baby so think about now what does my baby experience and 
How can I give my baby the best experience of birth? Because there are times when outside interventions are needed. But most of the time, honoring this work that your baby's doing and honoring this experience that your body and his or her body is primed to do will result in the best health, the most robust transfer of nutrients, blood, oxygen, everything that your baby needs, plus all of the hormones that you and your baby need and desire to get off to a great start. It's just, it's something to think about. And could that become a new normal? We're going to talk about that next week more too when we talk about physiological birth. And I'll talk about specific hormones then too. But, but what if birth were awesome? What if it were an awesome experience? What if that could be a new normal for humanity? Can you imagine that? Maybe it's hard to imagine on a global perspective. But could you imagine it for just you and your baby? What if it was awesome for both of you? Maybe I'll leave off with that. So just think about that for this week. You know, what if honoring the mother baby were normal? What if birth were awesome for both you and your baby? What kind of an impact would that make on your start together? What kind of an impact might that make for generations? It's a pretty cool thought. Okay, don't forget... I've mentioned mama baby birthing several times throughout this episode. If you're listening in the future and the bundle sale is passed, I'm really sorry that you missed it. If that's the case for you, you can go to mamababybirthing.com, M-A-M-A, babybirthing.com, and check out all the information on the class. You can also go to uh, trustbirth101.com if you want to sign up for my mini birthing class, and you'll get information on mama baby birthing through that too. If you're listening to this right now, though, at the beginning of September 2014, then you can head over to the homepage for the main site, naturalbirthandbabycare.com. Just click on the banner or click on the little green bar that'll drop down at the top of your screen, and you can sign up to refer a friend. And if 10 friends sign up to share with their friends, you get Mama Baby Birthing free. None of you have to buy anything. It's just share because we want to spread the word about the Healthy Living Bundle and we want to spread the word about the new normal. And of course, my new normal is hoping for mothers and babies to have the best everywhere. And all the other authors in the bundle sale have a new normal too. So it doesn't matter if you're handling fatigue, if you're trying to handle figuring out how to plan meals, if you're trying to work with an older child who has ADD, food allergies, anything like that. There are authors in the bundle who are just as passionate about those topics as I am about birth babies and mamas. So please be sure to check it out. Again, head over to naturalbirthandbabycare.com and click on the banner if you're listening to this in early September of 2014. And I can't announce the actual bundle sale dates or the details yet this week. I'm hoping to be able to next week, and I will then. Um, And also, if you're listening and this podcast episode has inspired you, please, please, please pass it along to your friends, share, and please leave me a rating in iTunes or Stitcher because those really help get the word out to other parents and parents-to-be that my podcast is out there and that it's helping them. And I hope that you have a blessed week. And remember, think to yourself, what if birth were awesome? What if birth was awesome for me and my baby? What kind of an impact would that make on your life? Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.